2: Yes, Love is the Law by The Suburbs. I heard there's going to be a new uh, Suburbs or a Chan album coming out. There is. And I heard it's not Not a Bop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we got an email yesterday that Chan's coming out with something new. Yes.
0: Yeah, we're going to have him on. He's yep. already been in contact with mm-hmm. him. We love him. I can't wait till you can come back in the studio again. You know, he's just so sweet. We l- I know it. Love him. Okay, so uh taylor kitch is 40 years old today just fyi our guy from friday night lights you i go
3: to i look just at the turned around wall. to look at the man while because he had such a prominent presence yeah, there, there um that makes me four or five makes me sad photos. we can't look at him yeah and he was tim riggins mm-hmm. on friday night lights and if mm. you've never watched that please Watch it. Love yourself and go watch it. Yeah. You'll have the most fun this weekend. Michael B. Jordan
0: is in it. I know. Yeah, no, it's a great show. Jesse Plemons is in it. Yeah. Of course, you know, Connie Britton and... Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler is coaching Tammy Taylor. Oh. That was a great show. Oh, we loved it. Uh, speaking of great shows, I hope that Katie Segal's new show, Rebel, Rebel. which is uh, going to be on ABC tonight. Katie Segal starring opposite of John Corbett, but the show is very much about her character. And of course, who's Katie Segal? Well, she was Peg Bundy. She was the mom, you know, Jack's mom with a very great character, a uh, story in Sons of Anarchy. Yep. And um, she's an interesting woman. I wanted to try and get her when she wrote her, she wrote her memoir like a couple years ago. And, As I recall, she has a very interesting Hollywood life. So
3: so her parents, her dad was an immigrant from Russia, a Russian Jew, and her mom, she finds out when she signs up for, um, remember those PBS shows that they would find your roots? Oh, yeah, yeah. So she signed up and they did it on her, and her mom was like Amish royalty, if there's such a thing. Okay. And so she thought they were going to take her back to Russia and find that part of her history, but they took her to pennsylvania and did the amish part of her history and she said oh my gosh i met these long lost cousins and all this kind of stuff but when she grew up her dad was in the business and always working on television shows and stuff and her mom was in the business was a script person and they were introduced i think i don't know if norman lear introduced them but it ends up her godfather is norman lear oh my gosh And so her mom, Katie, grew up, she was the oldest of five kids. So she grew up in the Hollywood. She grew up in L.A., Hollywood, Hollywood, and she Mm -hmm. was a singer, and she always did some backup singing and some studio singing and everything. Her dad always wanted her to get into acting because he wanted her to get a SAG card, as it were, to get health insurance. And she never wanted to do it because her dad wanted her to do Mm -hmm. it. But um, she just said she finally does it and gets a bit part on Columbo.
2: Yes, I watched that one. (laughs) Did you really? She plays like a secretary sitting at a desk or something.
3: Yeah. And so um, her mom passed away when she was really young. And so in her 20s, she kind of got into a lot of drugs and alcohol. And she's in recovery. And she is um, Kurt, the guy who... Kurt Sutter. Sutter, who created Sons of Anarchy. And Mayans. And Mayans Mm -hmm. is her third husband. And they met in AA. And they have a child together, so she's got two grown-up children and a 14-year-old. Oh, wow. But but this, that she had with Kurt. And this Rebel show tonight on ABC at 9 o'clock, um, she's an advocate um, playing, you know, um Aaron Brockovich. Erin like Brockovich? Erin yeah. Brockovich, it's kind of loosely based on her life. They didn't get her rights to this, but they have her kind of permission. So it was just kind of some technical thing. And John Corbett plays her husband. And Andy Garcia is the lawyer that she consults with and she's an advocate for the little advocate for the little people.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: She just, she's very interesting. Yeah. And, um, she struggles with body dysmorphia. What else can I tell you about her? She does. Yeah. Is that what she told us? Yeah. The audience, uh, well, yep. Yeah. Do they like it? Cause we both taped it. Yeah. We both
0: taped it. Well, I don't know. I'm on the wrong one. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Maybe they don't
3: have it posted yet, but I I DVR'd it because I love her. Right. And I love John Corbett. Love. And Andy Garcia, what's not to love about him? He said he's a movie star, but on the set, he tells really great stories about all the directors and people he's worked with. So They're just having a fun time. And I guess John Corbett gave an interview to us weekly,
0: and he's still with Bo Derek. They've been together for like 19 years, but he has known Katie for like 20 years he said so we just have natural chemistry and he told us weekly I don't have to fake it like I, like I've had to do it in the past. I love that. Cuz John of course we got to we fell in love with him if you're old enough and watch Northern Exposure. Yep. When that was on in real time. And then, and of then course, Sex in
3: the City and he's the father and all the boys I've loved which yes. there's three of those on Netflix. Mhm.
0: Um, so he doesn't say who he had to fake chemistry with, uh, with co-stars he didn't get along with, but I'm sure it was, he's not referring to, um, SJP or his big, my big fat Greek wedding, right. um,
3: Nina, um, that whatever her name was. Yep. Me, what's her name? Come on, Nina, Nina, I don't know. We'll think of it. Begins it. with a V. Vard- I know Vartarlios, Vartalotus.
0: Vardalodus, Vardalatus,
2: Vart. Vart. <laughs> Vard- look it up. I feel it's like not she, vart, feel like she shows up in the crossword puzzle. Yeah, yeah. Vardalos.
3: There you yeah, go, Vardalos. Yeah. Okay, but so, it, it it looks good. It does look cute. And she said it was unique because they were all set to start filming and then COVID hit because they were just you know the way pilots work you do one and then the networks whoever decides to yeah, buy it pick
0: it up yeah but
3: what happened is. Because of COVID, it saved them from that whole waiting period, letting it film and wait. They just ordered 10 episodes. Oh, okay. So this is on for 10 episodes. They're still filming. They're on only on episode six. Yeah. And she just says it's a lot of fun. Yeah, good. I DVR'd
0: it. And, and then this morning I watched um, This Is Us. It was a very good episode <gasps> this I week. Tell you, very, very good. And how much do we love Miguel? Miguel I, I mean, was the first time we really, really heard from him. Miguel. Heard that from way. him, yep. And then the Goldbergs I watched this morning and last night um on their show, they paid tribute to the late George Siegel. And it was uh you know, cause he was still on that show and they did a special tribute. Oh. And it was really cute, just a really, really good. Um and each typically each episode ends with a throwback footage from Adam, the guy who created the show, Adam yep. Goldberg, right. from his family, like with the real life picture. Sure. But they just dedicated to our friend, George. Oh. Yeah. Sweet. So, and he was just like the fun, you know. So that happened last night. Well, and- here's
3: something else I watched, which was new what? last night. Home Economics, the ABC sitcom with Topher Grace. Oh, I DVR'd that. Okay, And? I liked it. Oh, good. And it it's a story about three siblings, and one of them is just filthy, like... Like, you know, Jeff Bezos, Rich. Okay. Okay, one of them just says gobs of money, and the other two, one's a writer, um, and one is um a teacher. Is that Topher? No, Tofer's a writer. Okay. And so it's just the dynamics between the family without any parents around anymore. Mm-hmm. or The parents are there but not there, but it ended up being really kind of sweet and fun. Cute. I thought it was good.
0: All right. Rocco, have you watched any network television besides you know, sports?
2: I, I, it's network television is just something I don't watch a ton of. I don't know. I think I'm kind of a snob that way.
3: We They're, do it because we can tape it. Yeah, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Well,
0: anything on cable or anything, you know, I take Who tape has stuff? commercials now?
3: Well, but, but I mean, you, t- you tape
0: shows. Like, mm-hmm. I'm
3: always DVRing stuff, but. I taped um, Queen Queen of the South. Oh, Tarisa came back last right. night. It was so
0: good. Right, because sometimes you want to have a few of an episode and watch them together or whatever. Yeah, but Casey is with you. Rocco, turned into a, a snob? total snob right. about networks? network TV. And I'm just like, oh, for crying out loud. Right. And then
2: I see like a preview for Chad on TBS. I'm like, oh, I'll do that. That's on TBS. That's not it That's network. cable. Right, exactly. Isn't that
3: funny? Well, today, this morning, when I was just trying to do some work and watching some shows, Channel 5, Channel 4, Channel 9, and Channel 11 did not work. But all the other cable stations worked. I had to call Comcast.
0: Oh, you there was were a having little a problem.
3: I was having a little problem. Now I guess John Stewart's got a show coming
0: back. Yes, at, he does. Apple Plus, the mm-hmm. problem with John Stewart. Um He's gonna take one topic per hour. You know who did a great um really good episode? John Oliver. I mean, he does every week. Yep. There's a reason why he just keeps winning the Emmys. Because he only Emmys. has
3: to do one hour once ha- a week.
0: a half hour. Half hour, you're yeah. Right. I think it's a half hour. But um he did a the, Best and greatest explanation I've ever seen about the national debt and the deficit. Oh, I might have to go back and watch. The difference is between the two of them, and it was just Brilliant. brilliant. Well, it was brilliant because it was. Brought down, sometimes there's been such scare tactics about those right, two the things. The
3: debt is huge. It's not huge yeah. Or... And
0: it, there's good debt and there's good deficit and there's bad debt, you know. And it's like, 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 uh, it just was, I couldn't possibly explain it, but oh, it made it. so much. He's so sense. good at that. He's brilliant. He was really, really good. So he's
3: so good at that. Um, let's see. Can I tell you a little bit about, um, the cover of AARP. Oh, please do. Okay, so the new Joy is an
2: active <laughs> member, Rocker. Okay. I should okay.
0: be I should be doing something with my AARP yes. membership. Okay, so does- they have
3: a really good magazine, and Michael Douglas is on the cover, and um he looks good. And Meta Musil is on the back. And Meta it is Laurie. It is Laurie. I know. Well, we gotta keep it regular. And he said um he kind of just talks about his first TV gig was the streets of San Francisco in 1972 and back then you'd shoot 26 episodes right. a season. Wow! They filmed six days a week Mm-mm. and he said it was the hardest job for me, someone who's shy, you know being out there every day in front of the camera and he talked um, Why do shy people get into acting? They just, How can because you because you be they can act, act like act. someone different oh, all right. Um, and then he said you were mentored by your co-star the incredible Carl Malden And he said, in those days, um, Carl was the first guy, he was the star, and I was secondary. And he just, he moved over and said, come on up, let me help you. And he just took him under his wing, and he shared the spotlight with him. And he said, Carl cared about everybody, and he treated me like a son he never had. And he just said it was so, so great. And he said, one of the things he always loved working with was strong women, because his mom was an actress, Deanna. Is that what he's saying? He said that. He Let said, me just
0: lift up my eyebrows high as it will go. Because, of course, Michael Douglas has the biggest reputation of, of vetting every
3: woman he ever co-starred well, he's with. he's never been threatened by formable woman. Yeah, well, why? why Kathleen we, Turner, he's worked with four times, and he's working with her on the Kaminsky method. Glenn his Close. His wife, Deandra, flew to Mexico when he was four. Filming, filming romancing the stone. stone.
0: Because she had heard how the chemistry between them was intense. If only someone would have alerted Jennifer Aniston. Ha <laughs> ha.
3: No kidding. But I mean, yeah, he he's he's known for getting to his knees, if you know what yep. I mean. And he talked about, mm-hmm. you know, fatal attraction with Glenn Close, uh-huh. working with Sharon Stone uh-huh. and that betting, uh-huh. and other things. Here's one of the things that he said, though, the hardest thing to do as a parent. And he said setting boundaries because remember, his son was in prison for seven years for drugs. Mm-hmm. And he just said um, you had to pull away because you're afraid that your kid's going to kill. You know, his son was in deep, deep trouble with heroin. And he just said um, that there's toughness that's required being a parent, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's a good interview. I enjoyed it. There's more. I'm not going to give it to you, though, because it's Mm -hmm. time for the Dirt Alert. All right. We'll be right back.
0: This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Good afternoon. What's our rainy dirt alert, alert looking like today?
1: Well, Lori and Julia, we got to go back a couple of years to a story that we were talking about regarding Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez, his now girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the National Enquirer. Mm-hmm. That is right. A few years ago, that was the hot gossip. Well, we are getting an update on that story. The National Enquirer remember a few years ago, published racy texts and suggestive photos that Jeff Bezos sent to Lauren Sanchez. And at the time, it was thought that these photos were leaked to the National Enquirer by Michael Sanchez, the brother of Lauren Sanchez, because they had a close relationship. And they were like, well, this is the most obvious person to leak these photos. Oh, but au contraire Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I was working on this story at the National Enquirer is now claiming that the leaks of the texts and the photos came from Lauren Sanchez's then-husband, super-agent, Patrick Whitesell. Oh. Did he want out? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. He wanted out of this marriage. Now, to put this into context for everyone, you might not know Patrick Whitesell, but you probably know some of his clients over at William Morris Endeavor Talent Agency. Gal Gadot, Matt Damon, Keanu Reeves, Ben Affleck, Joaquin Phoenix, and others. Wow. Just to name a few. Just to name a few. Exactly. Now, uh, why would he be doing this? Now, according to some new documents, apparently Patrick wanted to get out of divorce free. He wanted to set the table to be like, look, Lauren's cheating on me. Infidelity. Let's end this divorce just months before William Morris Endeavor's planned initial public offering. Oh, so he didn't want any stain on him. He didn't want stain on him. Also, perhaps he was wanting to cash in on that initial public offering, and he didn't want Lauren Sanchez to get any of that money. Wow! Well, she right. Like she's Mr. Jeff. Right. Well, right? she's dating Mr. Dating Jeff. Jeff so. Yeah. She still is with Jeff Bezos to this day. They, they've been in a relationship for several years. I bet
0: it. But I bet it's absolutely killing her that she's he's not gotten married. But, you know, because his ex-wife got
3: married, met and married Married. someone already. And they knew each other, which broke up the marriage and they're still not married. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. Yes. Jeff Bezos wife, uh, Mackenzie, has since remarried and she has found a lovely I believe he was a school teacher from uh, from the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. And he's going to assist her in giving away her fortune. Okay. So there you go. A so little, d- d- is it true? Is it the ex husband? Yes, I love this. <laughs> well, I a think spokes- supposedly. Well, right. this, is, this is gossip because a All spokesman right. for White Cell is denying it, is sure. denying it telling right. the Daily Beast that this is categorically well, untrue. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're saying it's unfortunately not the first time that we've seen this desperate attempt from Michael Sanchez pointing the finger back at the brother to perpetuate this odd and tiresome circus. All right. So, believe what you. Know. I believe
0: Patrick involved Michael to help him do this, and said, "I'll give you money, or you can keep whatever." You know, Michael that he... feels
3: like he's a, a shady character. The brother, Just
0: as Lauren does. Yes.
3: Okay. There mm-hmm. we go. All right. so right. Let's move well, on. Well, and apparently the ex-husband is too. Yeah. Lauren's husband at the time. Shade
0: all around. Pull up a chair
1: under their umbrella. She- oh my goodness! <laughs> more money, more problems. Uh, let's go over to the world of. Uh, royal adjacent gossip, I suppose we can call that now. So we're getting some mm, perspective from a person who has wrote a book called Harry Conversations with the Prince. This person wrote this back in 2018. Hey, Harry Conversations? Kind of oh my gosh. Yes, <laughs> Harry, funny. Colon, Conversations with the Prince. Okay. Uh, suggesting that perhaps Meghan Markle will likely fight back against Piers Morgan for calling her a liar. Good. Legally. Oh. Yes. Uh now remember Meghan Markle has already filed a formal complaint about Piers Morgan over his outburst while hosting Good Morning Britain. Uh that was formal with the the British government of com, their uh, telecom agency. Now a source is saying that Meghan Markle will likely get her lawyers to try to get the better of him as he continues going on his um I'm not canceled press tour I guess we could call it that he Uh,
0: is so pathetic he posted a photo of himself outside of Kensington Palace saying he's heard directly from people inside these walls and he wants Megan to name names
1: Mm -hmm. you start naming names Pierce yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so, you know, so this uh, biographer is basically saying that uh, you know, watch out because Meghan Markle has some pretty powerful attorneys behind her. So, if he keeps going on and on, perhaps there will be some uh, legal action.
0: Yeah, I don't know why why he's gone off on this one, although he he does he does do this. This is his reputation. This is why he was so horrible on CNN for the year after he took over Larry King's spot. He's a horrible interviewer. It it always has to be about him. He's just weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He, you know, and if if you can't get enough of Pierce, he is continuing his column over at the Daily Mail where he's bloviating about the news of the day. So there he is over and, in that corner. And of the world. he was
0: on with Billy Bush from oh. Extra, who promised he was going to do better. Oh. He's growing a terrible mustache, Billy Bush. Oh, okay. And I saw he that. actually introduced Pierce as the most fascinating man in the world and did everything but. You know,
3: Yeah, don't say it. Don't, I don't say I it. Had, we will I get mean, in a lot of trouble because I know he, what you wanted to say. Oh, God, he sucked <laughs> <laughs> everything but Everything is here. hair. I mean, it was really something
0: else. And I'm like, come on, Billy Bush. Yeah. I thought you were going to be a better man after, you know, Trump and the P-Gate and the Access Hollywood bus. And he's got three daughters and he was fangirling over Pierce being on Access. It was pathetic.
3: Not a good look. It was pathetic, not
1: pathetic. Pathetic. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Do better. (laughs) Uh, Let's uh, talk a little vintage royal gossip. Okay. Uh, This is concerning Grace Kelly. So there's a new television special over in the U.K. called Grace Kelly, The Missing Millions. And what this documentary is revealing is that Grace Kelly paid $2 million in dowry to the royal family of Monaco before she got married to Prince Rainier. What? Why? Because... That's what you did! Wow, I don't that know that we've ever. Me out.
0: I don't know that we've ever no. known this, have we,
1: Holly? Uh, you know, I, this is the first time yeah. that I'm hearing of this, and so I think that a lot of this stuff is being revealed in this documentary. Uh, what they're saying uh, at the time, Princess Grace, when she passed away, the only asset that she had in her name was a cottage in Ireland that was owned by her grandfather, and she had ten thousand dollars in savings. And at the time she passed away, that was only about twenty-seven thousand dollars oh
0: my word
1: yeah so she had to pay to be a
0: princess so well, they do love every i mean we saw the princess grace clothing exhibit at the albert and victoria museum when we spent 48 oh, it was, or 28 hours in london so fun Did that see was the wedding m- dress it, it was i don't know if no, the wedding dress was no. there but everything i mean it was a lot of it, it was, was a lovely cool, it, was it was a, a lot exhibit. of lovely yeah
3: it was oh, well it's been a lot of lovely this afternoon right. she has a theory
0: I'm so glad to share a theory with you guys that we all have in common. We can all just realize that we're not alone in this one thing that we all have anxiety from time to time, if not daily about. And that is most people constantly forget their online passwords, including (laughs) the new one immediately after they've reset it.
3: Please, and isn't that the truth?
0: 63% of people say this is a reoccurring problem for for them. And the theory is, and according to this, at least this survey that is very real, that people will actually, two out of three Americans, will actually avoid certain websites or accounts because they know... They're going to be asked for their thing. They don't want to bother with resetting oh. it. And so they just avoid going to that because they cannot remember their password.
2: Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Remember, got remember, that Bitcoin. Guy? remember that guy that forgot his, he yeah, had like yeah. all that millions of dollars. Yeah, right. Well, uh, you know, I I used to subscribe to a password manager. I think it was called Dashlane or something. Yeah. But now if you use Chrome and I'm sure other, you know, web browsers or whatever, they save your passwords for you. And so I, and then it autofills. I don't know. I use that a lot. So I don't stress about this as much as I used to.
0: Right. I, I hope th- you plan on breaking everything that anytime you upgrade to anything new, breaking. I know. Yeah all your phones. Like, don't... I would say don't do that on your phone if possible. Because right. if
2: you were to lose your phone... Or if somebody were to guess, like, your Google password, then they could log in and hack you and blah, blah, blah. And that happens well, all the time.
3: right. But, I, and you know, there's a place on your phone to hide passwords, But too. The, the password
0: anxiety is Dang. a real phenomenon. Because mm-hmm. people do get panicked about... Um, and basically, uh, three out of four people said if they ever lost their phone, they'd be locked out of most of their accounts. Because that oh. is where they... Oh, 100%,
3: 100%, Laurie, 100%. So, yeah,
0: it's just something we all have in common. Seven out of 10 Americans feel they have too many passwords, different ones to remember. And because of this, 60% of us are lazy when it comes to creating unique and secure passwords. So, again, this is how, you know, the fraudsters come in and come at you. And now there's all these travel sites that are popping up that the better business bureau is warning people about because that what? Th- with amazing travel offers that aren't real. real. Mm. This is the latest. Okay,
3: that's the latest and the greatest, the, but yeah. yeah. The other thing is after you break up with someone, you are supposed to remember to change your passwords because a lot of time people share passwords. Mm. That, was oh. a, that was a random that I was supposed to get yeah. like back in January. Right. right. Because a lot of people share, you know, their yeah, stuff. Yeah, they share, they're share. sharing passwords.
0: That's mm-hmm. absolutely right. So, um, yeah, people admit the password they share the most are with streaming services, Amazon accounts. 38% said uh, even their personal email. And 80% of people say they use six streaming services. But...
3: Pay for only half of them well, that's the thing <laughs> yes. so so Netflix, the guy who heads up Netflix, um, mm-hmm. said that they have 200 million paid subscribers, but they expect on any given day 400 million people watching, watching yeah, Netflix yeah.
2: yeah so I'm sure they know what's going on.
3: They do, yeah. They're trying to get a, you know, get around it. Get so around it.
0: anyway, if you have password anxiety, the theory is you are not alone. I have universe. a
3: major account, like a financial account, that I have no idea how to get at. Yeah, and I try, and then you after three tries, it locks You're you locked out. out. And the only way I'll know, I mean, it's a major one. Yeah, like I can't. I have no, and it drives me so crazy right. that I give up. Right, and then I'm just like, screw it. Well, who cares?
0: And I think a lot of people, you know, like with this vaccine you created your account at Walmart at CVS at Walgreens, hi vee I mean all these places and I I was writing these things down I was just going crazy right. because I, I was like I got I don't have an online account. Right. I hope people are helping their elders their elders, elders. with this <laughs> stuff, yeah. you know. Okay, here's a theory. Music, they have, this is a McGill University researchers uh, say that music is as addictive as fast food, money, and even alcohol and drugs. Why? Scientists say pleasant music that you like trigger an area of the brain called the nucleus accumbens, the reward center, Yep. the same place that, uh, you know... Fast food, money, and losing drugs trigger.
3: I think we can attest to this because how many times did we listen to driver's license? How many times have we listened to the Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande songs? Stuck COVID with you, song? yeah, I know. I mean, we listen to the same five songs, and we still feel good about it. We we feel real, feel it's real really, good. And it's good medicine. It is great medicine. Yeah. That is just so. <laughs> true.
0: It is so. The <laughs> nucleus accumbens is uh, produces that feel good dopamine. Uh, yeah. all right.
3: So I believe it.
0: Nucleus we
2: believe it. It sounds like a it's, Disney song. Know, it does.
0: It it's Akuma Matata. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> um, now, uh, this is might seem like contradictory theory, but.
3: Contradictory. Uh, this, <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is research from Brigham and Women's Hospital and Harvard Med- Medical School. Okay. Admit that, uh, Cyberchondria has made the value of internet medical searches controversy controversy yet researchers say patients who use Dr Google mm-hmm. to find out what's wrong with them will often get the right diagnosis hmm. and it's the rare person that suffers from cyberchondria Chondria. where they come in and they are convinced they have cancer of something I, be- their- I
3: believe that because I've researched some things, and you kind of find out. All right, it's not that. It might be this. It's this. It's not that. Yeah, I d- I think you find out. I mean, just like any other thing that you're researching and trying to find out information well, on. Here's
0: what they did: the researchers okay. to come. They asked five thousand people to read a short case vignette. Okay. Okay. That described a number of symptoms, and then imagine that someone close to you was experiencing them. And they had to make two diagnoses before and after looking up the symptoms online. And the cases that they gave them for fake, you know, uses were mild to severe. But some of them described like a cold, heart attack, stroke. And so they asked, uh, they reported, you know, they said, what would you do? And most people were able to correctly diagnose some of the cases after doing a doctor Google search, you know, on the I internet. I love that. Yeah. All
3: right. I mean, this so, isn't anything people should rely, rely on. No. Least, yeah. And
0: the, what the doctors are saying from this research is our work suggests it's okay to tell our patients to Google it. This starts to form the evidence base that there's not a lot of harm in it. In fact, there may be good because maybe people are not coming in unless you have a patient who suffers, suffers from cyberchondria. Mm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're everything. I've got cancer of the brain. Right. You know,
3: I've never, uh, yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's really extreme. Yeah. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this
0: is a theory that uh, I wish would be happening before Memorial Day, but I guess maybe you have some vacation time. But psychologically, the impact of a long weekend, a three day weekend on people is tremendous. The benefits oh, of three day week weeks. I, I told weekends, you
3: Spain is putting is doing a test in, of doing four day work weeks. Of doing four weeks. day work weeks. Mm-hmm. I think it's unbelievable the difference.
0: The positive long term effects on your mental and physical health cannot be under, estimated. Underestimated. That's right, mm-hmm. Julia. And so maybe in your new job. That you're going to have this year. Maybe you're going to negotiate a four day work week.
2: Maybe that's going to be something that you do. I hope so. I I didn't know you were you reading my uh, text or something. Yeah, I know it. Okay.
3: It, but it really. A four day work week would be. I worked at one of my jobs was four days. I thought I had scored the lottery. I mean it. It makes all the difference. Did you have to now. work
2: ten hour days? To, no, no, yeah, no. No,
3: I did my work, but <clears throat> you just did it. I just did it
0: in four days. In 2018, a company in New Zealand impl- implemented an eight week trial for four day work mm-hmm. week, which saw people, you know, coming in, and the results were overwhelmingly positive. Not only for the people that worked there, but also um, the bosses. Um, after the, like before they did this trial, 54% of people felt they could balance home and work. Okay. okay. After the eight-week trial, that number jumped to 79%. Wow. Um, across the board. This would help women wh- so much. Oh, I know. And, and it seems like people can do that in four-day. Anyway, We, I recommend, you know... Maybe trying to do this. Negotiate. Negotiate it. People but are looking for jobs. It gives negotiate. you a clearer mind and a happier outlook, and it benefits the bosses, and it benefits the worker, and it's just psychologically and mentally and physically. A happier place. Yeah. I like that. You know? hmm Anyway, I don't know boot, if we're going to get there, but... Well, keep in but, mind, maybe you never know. If you have a position, you might be able to negotiate that. Absolutely.
3: That's something, if they don't want to give you more
0: money or, you That's know. That's right. How about a four-day work week? Right. I can get everything done and dazzle you in four days. Mm-hmm. Name that tune. How are we ever going to do that here?
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's unfortunate because we have to work to 6 o'clock on a Friday afternoon every bloody week.
2: <laughs> the a toughie. I used to work with somebody in radio that would tape interviews in advance and then basically play it for his last hour of the show so he can get out an hour early.
0: That's a brilliant idea. We I'm would just, like to start doing uh, that. Right, Who I know. do we speak to? We, can, <laughs> we could do our
3: show from 2 to 5 on right. Fridays. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, listen, we will be right back. We've just
0: got a great story about the rise and rise of Amanda Gorman. It is a party today. Taylor Kitsch is 40 and Christopher Maloney is 60. And yesterday there was a photo of him. Holly posted it of him on the set of Law & Order Organized Crime. With a very lot of, lot of big booty going on. And so. He has uh, a big booty? Well, the photo of it, you know. It's He's just, got,
3: did he gain weight? Has he been off CSI for a while or something? It's Law and Order. La- okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: law and Order. So, yes. Get your story you, straight, get your ya. Get your show yes. straight. Anyway, he responded. Uh, someone said, why do you have so much cake in your pants? And he said, sure, big birthday, 60, big boy, 200 pounds, big cake. So, kind of funny. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so the rise and rise of Amanda Gorman. So she is the poet laureate, youngest poet laureate to ever speak at a presidential inauguration. She's the May cover girl of um, Vogue magazine,
3: photographed
0: by Annie Leibovitz. Okay. And I don't know where they are, but check out the photos. They're absolutely amazing. But here's just a little, little story about this from, I think it's Lara. Oh, also this morning, Amanda Gorman, the 23-year-old poet who dazzled with her words at the presidential inauguration is Vogue magazine's next cover star. Shot by the one and only Annie Leibovitz, Gorman will appear on the May issue of Vogue and inside is interviewed about a rise to fame and incredible journey. Gorman says, quote, I've learned it's okay to be afraid and what's more, it's okay to seek greatness. And she sure has found it. Gorman's book, The Hill We Climb, debuted at number one on USA Today's bestseller list an historic first for a book of poetry. If you want to read more from Amanda, pick up the May issue of Vogue on newsstands April 20th. That would make your Aunt Marlene so happy oh, that A Book of poetry, poetry debuted at number one.
3: Beyond, Because she was She's such so... a fan of
0: good poets and she would love Amanda Gorman.
3: She would love her. her no kidding, so, Laurie. Anyway, no kidding.
0: it's really a beautiful photo. And then we had talked about earlier that... Um, We'd posted the trailer for Share and the Loneliest Elephant elephant which will um be on the Smithsonian channel on April 22nd and then streaming on Paramount Plus but here's just a little of the trailer. Okay.
2: Share. This morning, we have an exclusive first look at the trailer for her latest project. It's called Share and the Loneliest Elephant. The documentary follows the music icon as she travels to Pakistan to help save Kavan, a four-ton malnourished elephant who lit up social media for exposing mistreatment animals' face in captivity. Here's a look.
0: You have to walk up the long road into the zoo, and I could see him from the distance. He was shackled. He was suffering. Elephants are just like we are. They're so family oriented
1: and emotional. And so I wanted to free him. I will we just didn't stop fighting to carry you
2: home. And you can watch the full rescue operation of Kavan unfold when the world premiere of the Smithsonian Channel's Share in the Lonely's Elephant starts streaming Earth Day. Oh. That's April 22nd over on Paramount+. Plus.
0: I would totally watch that. It's... It. I mean, I we, saw elephants yeah. in the wild, yeah, and no. it is...
3: It's spectacular.
0: I can't even tell you how amazing it is to see elephants in That's the wild. That's just so sweet. Rocco, where'd you see them? In,
3: well, it's the Serengeti. Well,
0: I saw them in the Serengeti, and then we also saw them at Lake Manyara, which was the first day that we were on uh, our photographic you know, safari. But, yeah, we're in our two Range Rovers, and our guide... Madafa's like, he held up his hand, and he's like, stop, stop, stop. So both trucks stopped, and we could hear just this huge, thundering, crunching. It sounded like like trees were being snapped in half right. because they were, in fact, being snapped in half as this herd of elephants came through and crossed this tiny road that we were on. First, it was a big elephant, right, and then it was a couple more kind of and then like the teenage elephants it was like that scene in the jungle book and then a mama came through and they're in a single file with a baby you know on the tail they put right 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 and and then the last and i mean there were like 11 or 12 and the last elephant to come through is the big bull carrying bringing up the rear just like any good
3: daddy protector
0: would you know you'd be the last right Ah, it was just amazing and that, they didn't care at all about us and they just were you know and then we saw yeah saw them in the serengeti and stuff and they're always in a you know big family
3: i love that lori i, I just and love that image I, you know i uh, know
0: and uh, people they're very worried about the elephants you guys what's going on in africa and africa yeah that they may yeah they're very endangered and um you know people are killing them for the tusks and, Right. It is really like true that elephants mourn and they remember and they bury the bones. Right, and they're just like really, they're just the greatest animal. They oh, really are, and I love that Cher is on top of it. But with you know, was one elephant at a time. <laughs> you know.
3: Well, look at what we did with the bald eagle.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. But Maybe it, they'll. It's a some... little bit different because people are.
3: They don't follow the rules. Yeah, I know. Remember
0: that great book, Water for Elephants. Oh.
3: Oh. Who she what I just read something about that Sarah the other Grun. day, but I can't remember. Yeah. Is that who wrote that book, Lori?
0: Sarah Grun. Oh, yeah. A terrible it. movie.
3: Terrible with Reese Witherspoon and Robert Pattinson. Don't bother who with that the one. Worst. Watch
0: Sweet Dreams and learn about Patsy Klein instead.
3: <laughs> I wrote that down. What? Sweet, Sweet Dreams. Dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And then James Hampton passed away today, you guys. If you looked at his photo You would know who you he would was. totally recognize him. Rocco, look at him. That actor. Okay. James Hampton. James He's been Hampton. in a million TV shows, movies. He was a good buddy with um, Burt Reynolds. Anyway, Aww. just a great guy. F- Everybody, troop. have
3: mm-hmm. a great night. Right? We're, we're levitating. Gonna, we're going to try it. We got uh-huh. sports to watch. Yeah, we do. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.